Welcome to Cartels, Conspiracies, and Camarena. This is Jack Llewellyn, and I am recording this on July 17, 2022, which is a Sunday. And last week, in preparation for this, I had different thoughts on what we were going to do, and then the news came out that Luisa Echeverria, the former president of Mexico, and the brother-in-law of Ruben Zuno Arce, who we talked about the last two weeks, that uh, Echeverria had passed away. And I thought, geez, that might be a really good entree into talking about the uh, the government in Mexico and the presidents and how things uh, relate um, and their involvement with the cartels. We could go through the history of the presidents of Mexico. Not too exciting, but thought it might be something worthwhile. And then, of course, came the news on Friday and changed all of that. And that news, of course, was the capture in Mexico of Rafael Caracantero after his uh, premature release and having been on the run for more than a decade now. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but I want to give a a, a preview or, or a caveat I think there's lots and lots of issues that are going to be raised relating to Caro Quintero's arrest, and we'll touch on some of them, but we're not going to get into great detail today for a couple of reasons, at least. One is that I think out of respect to the family and uh, friends and co-workers of Agent Camarena, now is maybe not the time to to discuss some issues. Um, and the other thing is, frankly, uh, you know, it's a fluid story. It, again, he was picked up on Friday. This is Sunday. Lots of things are going to change in the next week or two or three. And we'll have plenty of time to analyze his capture, what it means, and, and how it goes forward, and and how it relates to the, some of the things that we've talked about in the past and, and things we'll talk about going forward um, I'll note that, uh, if, if you've read my book, you know that, um, uh, it, it changes the ending just a little bit. Uh, and I'm, in some respects, I'm, I'm happy it didn't occur four months earlier, but, uh, I, I think everyone is, is, uh, happy that he was, was picked up. So with that caveat, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of what we know from the facts at the moment. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what some issues are, what some uh, concerns may be. And then we've got a guest um, who worked with Agent Camarena, who's going to give his thoughts on on uh, on what this means to him and, and others who knew Agent Camarena. All right, so what do we know? Um, we know that the Mexican Marines... Uh, arrested, captured, detained Caro in Sinaloa on Friday afternoon. Um, I love the stories that say that it was a female bloodhound named Max that uh, actually found Caro hiding in the bushes. Uh, there's been a, a, a lot of video, surprisingly enough, that's come out and showing the the capture, showing uh, Caro right afterwards. 
There's one in particular where he's being handed a bottle of water. I think it's interesting if you look at, at his clothes and stuff, he doesn't look disheveled. He doesn't look uh, like somebody who was living in abject poverty or anything of that nature. Um, in fact, I thought, frankly, he looked better just from the video that we saw than in the last interviews of him. Uh, keep in mind, you know, that that Cairo uh, is only 69, and, you know, we think about the other two main players in this, uh, you know, from the trafficker side. You know, Fonseca is 91, probably. And I say probably because there's always a little bit of discrepancy on when exactly he was born. And then Felix Gallardo is 76, but uh, as we all know, in very bad health. So, you know, if if Caro's in decent shape... Uh, health-wise, at 69, you know, he could conceivably be in prison for, you know, a decade or two. Uh, and, uh, you know, whether where that may be, we can talk about. Of course, there was a, a tragedy associated with the capture of Caro. There was a, a Navy Black, Blackhawk helicopter that had uh, 15 people in it that had, according to the the release from the Mexican administration, it had assisted in logistics in the capture of Caro, and it crashed near Los Mochis, uh, which uh, and the crash ended up killing fourteen out of the fifteen people on board. We also know that Caro was transferred to uh, a maximum security prison, uh, Altiplano. In uh, which is just outside, or about 50 miles outside of Mexico City. I've seen video of an armored vehicle approaching the prison, which allegedly was um, containing or carrying Caro Quintero. Don't know if that's for sure true, but uh, you can find the video uh, online. We note, um, of course that the arrest came uh, only a couple days after Mexican President Manuel Lopez Obrador met with President Biden in Washington, D.C. And lots and lots of speculation about what that relationship or the whether there's any causality or connection between that meeting and uh, Carlos' capture. We, we do know that as a result of the meeting, President Biden pledged a billion and a half dollars towards smart border security. Uh, we know that they had a, a joint press release that talked about increasing cooperation, security, and trade. So, you know, some have speculated that 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 was kind of a quid pro quo. All right, you got to pick him up in order to. Um, in order to get the money or to get the cooperation that you want. There are some people who've speculated that it may well have been that uh, people acted outside of Lopez Obrador's um, knowledge while he was out of the country in order to pick him up. As you probably know, uh, the Mexican president hasn't been in favor of kind of a war on drugs or a war against the cartel. And he previously has been against, against arresting cartel leaders. 
Um, what I can tell you for sure is uh, um, we know that there were some very, very good investigations that had gone on in Mexico, not just now, but in the past, to locate uh, Caro Quintero. There is um, anecdotal evidence uh, that at various times, the Mexican uh, military working in some way, shape, or form with the American government, whether that be the DEA or the military or another organization, had found Carl, may even have um, been prepared to pick him up, and weren't able to do so for one of a couple of reasons. One time, again, this is anecdotal, but one time they may have been called uh, called off by somebody very high up in the government, including uh, p- perhaps President Lopez Obrador. Um, we also believe that there were various times when the military was getting close to Carl and he was alerted by somebody. And, and so... The indications that I've been given are that the the loop and the knowledge base on this operation in particular, the one that occurred on Friday, was very, very, very small. Um, and there's even some speculation from pretty credible sources that uh, the commanders on the ground involved in this operation may have acted uh without or with limited authority from higher ups and what that means i don't know um you know for them but again we do note just that that the timing is interesting and it's interesting with respect to lopez obrador's stated and and well-staked-out policy with respect to the cartels. So that's kind of what we know. Um, And now I want to talk uh, about some issues that are coming up. Uh, First of all, first and most important, there is absolutely no way to know at this point whether or not he will ever be extradited to the United States. Okay? It could be very easily that he simply sent back to prison in in Mexico or re- kept in, in Mexican prison to serve out the remainder of the sentence that he had before um so so that's number 1 uh and any talk about how that will proceed and stuff is just way too premature though I'm going to do it in just a minute but we'll, we'll get there uh, you know, the second thing is, don't expect him, him being Caro, to now, you know, spill his guts or open up and, and talk about what actually happened. And, and I say that for, for several reasons. Number one, he was in prison for many years, you know, prior to his release and didn't say diddly squat to anybody. So there's no real reason to think it's going to change now. Um, and even if he thinks that he may be extradited, I don't think that's going to change the analysis at all. Number two, even if he did say anything, 
which again, I don't think, well, his interviews have indicated that he's, he has no intention of kind of owning up or saying anything more than, than he really already has. Remember in his interviews, um, the couple that he's had since he's been released, uh, you know, he he basically denies having any any role in the Camarena case. He basically denies having any working relationship with Felix Gallardo. He certainly denies having any involvement in uh, drug trafficking after his release. Almost all of which, I think, most people would agree are demonstrably false. So the idea that. All of a sudden now he's arrested and he's in jail. Somehow he's going to change his, his attitude and, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, confess his sins just doesn't add up to me. And the other thing is, think about the other people who've been involved uh, in the Camarena case and other drug traffickers and how little they've really said. I mean... Ernesto Fonseca, to the best of my knowledge, has never given any type of an interview to talk about the case. Uh, Felix Gallardo gave one recently, which was an abysmal failure if, in fact, his goal was to gain sympathy and uh, maybe get house arrest like Fonseca has. Uh, Mar- Marbaesteros is in the United States, has never given an interview to anybody. Uh, and... You know, we talked about this before. When I spoke with him directly, he had absolutely no interest in, again, spilling his guts and giving more information than kind of was already known. So, again, the point is, don't think that the knowledge base that we have with respect to this case changes dramatically simply because Caro Quintero is now back in custody. Query, just as a side note, do other witnesses, you know, there still are some percipient witnesses out there. Do they feel more or less likely to talk now or be more forthcoming now that Carl is back in prison? And I have no idea what the answer to that is. Um, and it may be that him being in prison or out of prison doesn't change the calculus for those witnesses. Now, again, we I said earlier that absolutely no way of knowing whether he's going to be extradited. You know, I, I've, I've seen way too many things talking about the fact that uh, he can get a cell next to El Chapo in uh, Supermax in Florence, Colorado, down the road from, from where I live. Again, we have absolutely no idea about that. One thing that I do want to point out, and we'll talk about this in great detail in future weeks. But as I said, today's not the right time for it. But anyone who thinks that a prosecution of Carl Quintero for... Agent Cameron is death. Anybody who thinks that is going to be an easy prosecution, I got news for you. That could be very, very difficult. Now, we know that the Operation Landa has been actively working for years in case this day comes. We know that they've done 
amazing work and, and worked very hard on finding witnesses and things. But you've got, you know, years have passed, memories have faded, people have died, recollections have, have changed. You've got issues that we've talked about with respect to witnesses, prior government cases, et cetera, et cetera. It is not, in my opinion, a given that they could just walk into federal court and prove a Camarena-related charge against Caro Quintero. Doesn't mean they couldn't. Doesn't mean they shouldn't. (laughs) And again, doesn't mean that justice wouldn't be served by doing that if he was ever to be extradited. I'm just saying that it's not as simple as one may think. Uh, of course, if they were to charge him only for things relating to drug trafficking, similar to uh, the charges against El Chapo, that, on the other hand, might be a far easier case for the prosecution to make, though maybe uh, may fall short in the justice analysis and... Um, it may be difficult to do given all of all of the issues surrounding this case. But this is the the big overarching point for the moment. I think his arrest, the potential for a trial in the United States, all of that still means it is absolutely critical that the true facts come out. We talked a few weeks ago about justice served, justice denied. Justice still needs to be done, whether that's Carl staying in Mexican prison for forever or serving out a sentence or coming to the United States, whatever it is, it's still important that the facts be obtained, and that the lies and mistruths about this case be exposed. So nothing is going to change going forward in that regard. And we're going to continue to press ahead on certain issues. We've had some very interesting things coming up, and, uh, you know, including... Uh, a trip to Guadalajara that I'll tell you all about in a week or two. But facts are important. Justice is important. And this the news doesn't change that. Okay, that's that's uh, my soapbox speech for the moment. Um, when, when we started thinking about how best to do this, again, I didn't think this was uh, a a day where we should go into great detail about things we don't know. But I did think it was important that you hear from somebody who knew Agent Camarena and who can kind of relate what this feels like to have Cara Quintero back in in custody, Uh, and, and especially for people who believe that the primary player in Agent Camarena's abduction and murder was Caro Quintero himself. And so in that regard, Jaime Kirkendall has been uh, nice enough to agree to talk to us. 
And I told him I was going to just turn it over to him, at least initially, and just let him tell you all, uh, you know, how this news, how this event impacts him and and others that that knew Agent Camarena. So, Jaime, the floor is yours. Thank you very much. I don't know what I can add to all of this uh, free limb that you gave us here. Uh, It's been 37 years and five months since uh, Kiki was kidnapped and probably murdered the very same day or or the following day. This uh, Rafael Cotto almost certainly was uh, part of the reason or part of the group that that uh, that decided to commit this crime, along along with others that we identified and some that we probably don't even know to date. There are a couple of things that uh, still haven't been. Uh, Learned. We not. We don't know exactly who planned it. Although it was probably this uh, major traffickers. We really don't know the names of the interrogators. Although we have some some ideas, and we do not know who delivered the, uh, if you would, the fatal blow. And we certainly don't know the answer to any of those questions where Capitan Alfredo Savala was concerned. And it's important always to remember that uh, there wasn't just one person kidnapped in that tragedy. There, was, there were two. And there were other people, including the Bravo family, who paid a price and had nothing to do with anything. The date of the kidnapping will never leave my mind. Kiki was in the office that morning and uh, several of us had interactions with him. He'd walked out of the the, uh, office, out of the consulate to go meet his wife and we never saw him again. And, uh, you know, we had spent every day of our lives practically with him the last uh, three years before that. We were all very close there. To date, there's still five of us alive of the group, of the office. We all feel uh, elated, but not uh, not too much so over the capture, but we are anxious to see what the two governments agree to. We can get the guy back here. That's probably the best thing. We want to see him serve out his time in prison, and yet uh, all these people got to live, and Kiki didn't. So there's no sympathy on my part, nor any of the other people that I know. The Colorado family, I think, feels much the same way. He left, uh, there are sisters, a widow, and three children that uh, that at least have, have have some sense of closure to the to the investigation, if not uh, if not the prosecution of these of this particular guy. 
uh, we kind of got mixed feelings because uh, Miguel Felix reported that they had been released. I'm assuming on some sort of uh, some sort of feeling that he that he probably won't live much longer. He's in really bad shape. But there again, I don't have any sympathy for the guy. He doesn't deserve it. Oh, it's not enough to say that they were doing this because they had been uh, living in, in, a, in a state of poverty when they were growing up. You don't throw trash over into your neighbor's backyard, and that's what Mexico has been doing, throwing trash and oral drugs into our country all these years. I would... I would uh, have to say that it's it's, uh, it's a great day. It's not as great as I would like for it to be, and it's too bad that it never had to happen this way. The guy should never have been released from prison twelve years ago. Should have served out his forty years. Ponceca should not have been released on on, on the for home home prison. I understand now he doesn't even have that anymore. And I, except for Miguel Felix, it looks like the rest of them, the other two, are still living very well, even even in hiding. I'm afraid I wouldn't have very much more to add to that uh, because I don't want to get into other things. I know that uh, I had to. Uh, Contact with the coming in the family, and they then they express uh, not elation, but they they express uh, their their good sense about this uh, this capture. They're glad it took place. The some some agent or agent some agency or agencies in Mexico did some fantastic. Uh, investigation leading up to this capture there's no doubt about it that in that that uh, it was well organized it was well organized pulled off apparently without much of a hitch hopefully those uh, soldiers that died in that uh, helicopter crash that it's uh, that they find out what happened i understand that was 90 miles away from where the capture took place. So I don't know whether they did really determined it had anything to do with the operation or not. Um, Jack, I really don't have anything else to add. Well, and I appreciate um, your thoughts. I guess I, I have one question off of what you said. Um, you know, there there are um, there are people, uh, including myself, who have continued to you know, look into this case and look into the facts and, um, and again, without getting into to detail on, on any of that, um, you know, is, is that something that you kind of in your position of, of having worked with and been friends with agent Camarena, uh, is that something that, that you think is a good thing? there's this continuing effort to look at the facts and, and try to expose things or, you know, now that, you know, for all practical purposes, you can say now all three of the, the major traffickers are in jail. 
you know, somebody could say, you know, just move on, let it go. Um, and I'm just wondering if you have any any thoughts on that. Like I say, it's been 37 years and five months, and I'm never really let it go. Never, ever. Okay. I can't imagine doing that. That's the that's the the best and most succinct answer I can think of. All right, everybody, we promised, or I promised at the beginning, that this would be a, a little bit of a shorter uh, podcast today. Uh, I think that's appropriate. I do think Agent Kirkendall makes an, an excellent point that in any celebration of any kind of Caro's capture, we should always keep in mind, you know, the tragedies of Agent Camarena, Captain Zavala, and, you know, whatever the, the cause, the, the, you know, the untimely death of, of 14 people assisting in some way in the operation. So, you know, the, the capture is a good thing, but it's a solemn occasion still. And I think we we're going to respect that by thanking Jaime Kirkendall for, for taking some time and giving us his thoughts and uh, ending the podcast here and letting you know that we will be back with more next week. And as I say, we've got some good things coming up that you're going to be interested in, but uh, we'll talk about that next week. So thanks again, Jaime. Have a good week, everybody, and we will talk to you next week.